What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. On today's episode, I'll actually be going into the mailbag in a different way. I'm going to be taking some hot takes from uh, commenters on the page, and we'll be talking about those comments. We also have a voicemail, and then at the end of the show, we'll be previewing the Bulls game this afternoon against the Portland Trailblazers. We'll get into all that and more right after this. All right, so because Bulls fans have been so hot right now, like it's listen, the Spurs loss, I'm well, the loss against the Spurs uh, for the Bulls has really brought brought out a lot of vitriol in the comments uh, the last few days. And listen, I'm not not one to say that I don't understand it, right? I, I definitely understand, especially as people who are invested in this team fully, uh, for them to be upset with the Bulls' lack of effort. Um, and execution in the game against the Spurs. But it's, some of you guys are really upset. And, you know, I understand some of that upset, but I, I wanted to bring up some of these comments um, and just have a little bit more fun with it. We'll preview the game against the Trailblazers after that. We're going to do it a little reverse. I usually always end with the mailbag. We're going to start with it today um, just to bring a different energy to move some things around. You may see an appearance from Petty Roosevelt. Probably not. Petty Roosevelt has been really in hibernation lately, but uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to get into this first comment. I'm going to put the comment up here. And this one is uh, from Carlos DeAndre. Uh, trade Zach for a star, two-way player, or a couple of young prospects and some draft picks. I would rather trade DeMar, but he's not going to get you much. Zach is a great player, but he will never win in this league. He does not have the intangibles to be a winner. He plays losing basketball, does not competitive enough. Maybe he'll prove me wrong in the playoffs, but his IQ and effort are extremely low. Okay. Now, again, I, in my last video, have been and been vocal about us admitting the things that are going on with this team, being able to admit the faults with the team, being able to analyze this team in a correct and honest manner, right? And, and you know, some Bulls fans don't want to hear it. Some Bulls fans, uh, they are so C-red that when you bring up things, you know, they want to bl blame it on the easy things. They want to blame it on, oh, well, we just need to go after big, uh, uh, not Javante, uh, uh, Jeff Green. I'm sorry, not Jeff. God damn it. Uh, what's it? Jeremy Grant would fix everything that we have wrong, even though he's not an elite defender at all by any stretch of the imagination. Or you have the Bulls fans that are, oh, once Lonzo Zoe comes back, all this, uh, all this is going to be fixed once Zoe Caruso comes back, even though a lot of these trends that we're seeing were rearing their ugly heads throughout this whole season. Yes, they help with the defense, but they don't fix a lot of what we're seeing being problems with that. Okay, talked about all that. But, you know, you have those fans, right? And then you have the fans that, because the Bulls have been losing more games than winning lately, that they're ready to just say, oh, we were never really contenders. We we got caught up in, in the wins and, and stuff like that. This is one of those comments that I feel fall that way. This type of thinking, in my opinion, is just going to lead us like you're basically doing the exact same thing they did with Jimmy Butler. You're going to you're leading us in perpetual rebuilding with this type of thinking, even if you think that Zach isn't the player to lead us. You still don't just give him up for young players and a couple of picks. You build on top of that. You use Zach as a building block and say, hey, this is what we have. This is the player that we have. How and, and what? How can we build this roster in a way that mitigates or uh, helps cover up some of his issues? Do we need to bring in somebody who's a better vocal leader? Do we need to bring somebody in who's a better two-way player to put beside him? Those are the type of the conversations that you have when you want to actually build a team out. This mindset and this thinking of, oh, trade Zach for a two-way uh, player or a couple of young prospects is, is going to lead us right back and being in a rebuild for it. So, no, I don't agree with this. I honestly think this is one of the most ridiculous comments, right, to say to trade 
uh, Zach. And you even in the comment acknowledge that he's a great player. So what do you do when you have a great player as a builder? There are a lot of teams that have been in rebuilds for a long time that don't have even a player that you can label as great. They have good. Zach is a, a, a player that you want to build around. He's so versatile, especially off, off, offensively. And he even showed, like I said, and I talked about, you know, without having a vocal defensive IQ player like Lonzo next to him, yes, you're seeing him kind of regress back some. But Zach is more than capable defensively, depending on how else you build this team around him. You you want to continue to do that. You don't just give up on that play. You don't just trade him away. I understand that Zach is going into and, and probably going to get a max contract and maybe even qualify for the super max. And that has led some Bulls fans to say, hey, maybe we should think about not re-signing him. Maybe we should think about what else we can do. But it's ridiculous, in my opinion. It's not something that's going to happen. And it's really just going to set this team back. And don't get me wrong. Even if, for some reason, the Bulls were to trade Zach Levine again. I don't even like talking about it because it's so ridiculous to me. We have a better roster overall than what we had at any point in time to where you you still have a, you still have some some nice things to build off of there, but still I think this is ridiculous. Let me know what you guys think down below in this comment. I just, like I said, I, I think this is one of those reactionary things. And I, like I said, to a degree, but we have to be realistic even in our reactions. Like, come on, man. Come on, Carlos. Come on, bro. Petty almost came out. I'm not going to lie to you. But I hope that I was able to answer that and respond to that in a sensible manner rather than let Petty Roosevelt come out. Uh, we say Petty Roosevelt. Petty is really focused on the media right now. I don't want to attack our brethren here in the community that we're building right now. But with that being said, we're going to move on to the next one. This one's from Robert Bingington. I believe that's how you pronounce it. And his, once again, we got fleece in the Vooch trade. Let's acknowledge it and move on. Again, huge overreaction. Nobody's saying Vooch is a perfect player. You're never going to get a perfect player. But Vooch, statistically, to rank in the top 10 to top 15 amongst all starting centers, that's not something you, you, you didn't get fleeced in that. Look at what Wendell Carter's doing. Like, yeah, Wendell Carter's young. He shows some flashes. Like, nobody's saying that. But it's, he's not going to give you the output that, that Vooch did, period. Vooch is also still ranked seventh in defensive rating amongst all centers. Again, that's not, I'm not in no way blind to say that we don't need some defensive help. But Vooch is not the not as bad as the defenders some of you guys try to make him out to be. Yes, some the, the, some of his lapses, especially the big ones you look at and you're just like, wow, Vooch, come on. And I can acknowledge that. But to say that we got fleeced in the Vooch trade, no, that's a huge overreaction, my brother. I think that you are kind of... You're, you're overreacting a bit there. But again, again, this is just my opinion. I never, I've always said my opinion holds no more weight than anybody else's here. Let me know what you guys think down below if you agree with me or do you agree with Robert? I'm sure there are some people, Robert, who are going to agree with you on this and do think, hey, maybe the Bulls should have just kept Wendell Carter. But then again, look at the domino effects that happen with that. Do we get DeMar if we don't have Vooch? We know Lonzo was probably coming either way. But, and then even with that said, how much better of a team would we really be with having Wendell Carter still on this team? Answer those questions for me down below. Let me know what you guys think. This next one is also about Vooch. This one is from Flyaway Shy, uh, 3422. And his comment is, I'm scared to say this, but is Vooch the new Carlos Boozer? To go back on what I said last time, in no way is Vooch comparable to, to Carlos Boozer. Vooch, as I said, statistically to rank in in his position in the top 10 to top 15 of every single statistical category, that's that, that Carlos Boozer wishes he can do that. On a bad day, Vooch can sneeze you a double-double. On a bad day, right? And then even on a downscoring day, but a positive overall game, he can get you close to a triple-double. We weren't expecting that. We would never have gotten that from from Carlos Boozer. Carlos Boozer had one, I think, one really good season here on the Chicago Bulls. But again, I think that 
we are now because at, 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 because so the, the, the way that I have this and, you know, I, I, I like to think and I like to like break things down on why this is why it's going on. Vooch's season started off bad, right? He put together a nice string of games afterwards. And then I think that put people on alert to just look at Vooch. Then on top of that, um, because we don't have the front court player next to him that we originally planned to, it's really it, it's magnifying some of his issues. I think if Patrick Williams would have never went down, Patrick Williams would have grew into being power forward, grew into his role on this team. Not to say that Vooch still wouldn't have some of his individual one-on-one lapses that he has, but I think overall the negativity of the front court defense on this team would have would would be a little bit lessened, and I think that we wouldn't be magnifying it as much as we do. That's just my opinion. Uh, let me know what you guys think down below. But to say to compare Vooch to Carlos Boozer, I think that's ridiculous, man. I'm I'm sorry. I just I have to be honest with it. I I really think that that's a ridiculous comparison um yeah that's just my opinion on it everybody's free to have theirs let me know yours down below lastly we got one voicemail let's go ahead and get into this voicemail this one is from marvin hey what's going on hayes uh my name is marvin man um had never had a chance to really get uh conversation in with you guys so i thought i'd leave you a voicemail uh what i wanted to start off with say saying was uh, about last night's game against the spurs uh, i'm a re- regular contributor and uh commentator on uh, Windy City Prees. And I, I mentioned this to uh, Pat last night. I really felt like last night was a motivational uh, coaching problem for us. I think Popovich got his guys up knowing DeRozan was coming in town. He got his guys wired, got him uh, ready to go. And I think Billy let us uh, let us down a little bit now. You can count on one hand how many bad coaching jobs Billy didn't did this year. But last night was one of them. Uh, the motivational factor of DeRozan coming back home to play uh, in San Antonio was a big factor last night. Now, I'm not excusing the fact that the guys didn't play hard, what you know, and the defense wasn't there for us. But I think each uh, each team plays to the quality of their coaching, and I think the coach didn't get us ready last night. Now this is becoming a trend of us uh, having bad games against pretty bad teams. I think we'll be all right. And I, I just wanted to leave this comment with you just so, uh, so maybe you could, you know, share it with the fans. And, um, and I did want to say also, I'm a reg- regular, uh, contributor and, and, uh, calling for the New York shows also. And that fan base has completely flipped. And I want to leave this for all of us in the fan. We want to say 100 with our team. Now we want to hold them accountable. Yeah. But we want to make sure that we don't we don't fade on our teams, man. I mean, because the Knicks fans, probably 60% of them are turned on their on their club. So in closing, man, I just want to say uh, I think you do a great job. And also, I'm going to be commenting pretty often. I haven't had a chance to get with you. I'm on the Windy City Breeze pretty often. But uh, I really think last night we were totally outcoached, and we didn't have it in us. And um, if you score 122, it's usually enough to win a game. If you give up more than that, you know you're not prepared. I believe that falls back on coaching. Yes, it is effort with the players. But if you look back at the end of the game, with two minutes or so to go, Billy still wasn't pressing. He still wasn't trapping. And I had a kind of, you know, a, a mishap with, uh, with Pat last night about that, saying that he didn't think that he should have did it because they wasn't hustling and they wasn't giving effort. Well, a lot of times, you know, if your coach don't have you do it, you won't give the effort. So you get this message, man. Uh, just share it with the fans for me. And uh, I think, you, like I said, I think you do a great job, and I'll be commenting with you later. Take care. Hey. Okay, and Marvin here brings up a great point. Um, and a concern that I shared in the last video. I do worry about Billy Donovan's inability to make adjustments, what that means if, when he faces elite coaches in the playoffs. 
um, and how the, how the, the weaknesses of this team can be exploited. One thing that you touched on here is the lack of Bulls defensive intensity. Um, and what that means from a coach, coaching standpoint. This is what I'll say with this, right? And I think some people forget that in that Boston Celtics championship run, Tom Thibodeau was really, for all intents and purposes, the dif defensive coordinator. He orchestrated that defense. Now, Doc Rivers has had okay defense and solid defense on almost every team that he coached, but that Tom Thibodeau uh, really was able to coach and have the, re the, the respect of the players and really orchestrate that defense. We may be seeing that, that we need something like that here, right? And of course, Tom Thibodeau was a head coaching candidate, but maybe we we need, and I, again, I don't know if this happens or not. So somebody correct me if I'm wrong, if Billy Donovan does kind of loosen the reins defensively to his to his um, his assistant coaches. But with that being said, I do think that we can benefit from, because Billy Donovan's offense, he's shown an ability to be able to put together offensive schemes with players that sometimes don't fit together. And, and you know, look at that throughout his, his coaching career. Um, but with that being said, it, I think the better conversation that needs to be had from that is, do we need to bring in an assistant that has a more defensive uh, effectiveness, right? Or a better defensive scheme and really just say, hey, Billy, listen, yes, it, I'm going to work with you on it. But maybe a coach that Billy respects enough and trusts enough to say, hey, for us to be the team that we can be, you have to you have to handle the defense. You have to ha handle and execute the defense. That's one thing to maybe look into it with. Um, but with that being said, yes, I, I've, I've acknowledged the coaching issues. I've acknowledged my uh, what what fears I have with this with Billy Donovan's coaching. Again, I'm not with some, you know, you get some comments that we've had. And I, I almost pulled a couple of them, but I didn't want to make this overall too negative um, with uh, people saying that Billy Donovan just isn't the coach for the Chicago Bulls to really get us to that next level. And I'm not ready to say that quite yet, but I will say, and I have acknowledged this, and this may be a hot take or not, is that I really think that if we're having the same problems by the end of next season, Billy Donovan's going to be gone. I think if you look at AK and Eversley and they think, hey, we are we are willing and we can do enough to get this roster to a point of being a contender. But the coaching, we're getting out coached by pick and rolls, things like that, that you can very well see. Maybe they think to make a change. Um, but again, that's far down the road. Now to catch up on the last part of what you said. Um, the, the, and this is kind of what I've addressed so far in this video. Yes, Bulls fans need to, to rein it in. I, I haven't seen as much of it, to be honest, as Knicks. Like I said, my best friend's a Knicks fan. Uh, a couple of people in my life that I'm close to are Knicks fans as well. Um, they, they, they have completely turned on the team. I think that this team, we, we, we came into the season kind of saying, Hey, let's have this wait and see approach. We really believe in the roster that they built, but then we had so much success early on that then when things started going left, now players are like, Hey, well, maybe I overreacted to that or, uh, fans or maybe I overreacted to that. But I don't think for the most part, people have completely turned on this team. I think people just, they see it, right? They see, and, and they can taste how close we are till that ultimate goal and they're saying hey if we need to get rid of a coach if we need to get rid of p will if we need to do this then that but it's all for the betterment of the team whereas knicks fans right now are really just they are they have gone completely uh bottoms up but uh so yeah yeah i, I agree with you though marvin thank you for calling man i hope to see you around here a little bit more as well let's get into the last thing for today and that's the bulls game against the portland trailblazers which is only a few hours away um overall i'm not going to even break this one down the bulls just need to have effort the Bulls need to have effort, and something I said in my last video, I need to see the Bulls try to get back on track offensively and defensively. And yes, they scored over 122 points, which is going to get it done more times than not. But that defensive effort, focus, they need to be locked in. We need to get rid of this fear from the players. And I know that's easier said than done. It's going to take time. But one thing that I said in my last video that I'm going to continue to say, I need to see Zach. Zach talks about it in press conferences. He talks about it in interviews. 
I need to see Zach step up as the leader. That doesn't mean that, that DeMar can't still be the king of the fourth. It doesn't mean DeMar is still not going to be the calming factor. Does that mean that DeMar's role as a veteran isn't still to be vocal and take players under his wing? But Zach needs to step into being an actual leader. And that means leading by example. That means diving on the floor for tough balls. That means executing and not dropping balls in, in crunch time. That means calling defensive assignments and playing your man heads up and and being focused on the defensive end. That's what I want to see from Zach over the course of the, of the next week before we gear up for Philly and Phoenix, which are not going to be easy at all. So let me know what you think, guys think down below. What are you expecting from this game against the Portland Trailblazers tonight? I will be here for a halftime hangout and an after-game stream. I'm not quite sure yet if I'm going to be able to do a pregame. We're really close to game time, so I'll see with that. Um, but let me know all that uh, and how you guys feel down below. Make sure you're following the podcast at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Also, to leave a text or voicemail. The number for that is 773 773- 270-2799. Like I liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.